Welcome, foolish mortals, to another episode of All Hallows Always. Where one night of Halloween just isn't enough. We are your hosts. I'm Jason. And I'm Emily. And we're here to get into a little bit more of the, the Halloween-y scary stuff. There are four days until Halloween. Four more days. That's all. <laughs> it's not much time. Not much time. Tonight we're going to talk more specifically about fear. Fear is the the kind of the center of of Halloween in this country of modern American Halloween. Right. I mean, you. I say the word Halloween. You think scary stuff. Scary stuff. <laughs> you think ghosts and goblins and witches and werewolves and you think trick or treating with scary masks. You think haunted houses. And scary movies. Yeah. And- well, we're going to talk about specifically what fear is. Now, for those of you out there in Halloween world who don't know, in college I was a psychology major, so I've had a little bit of little bit of training in the psychology of what makes people tick. That doesn't make me an expert by any means, but I also do my own personal research into things. I like uh, googling a lot. We're going to talk about what causes people to feel fear. We're going to talk about where fear comes from, why we feel fear, like what was its purpose originally and what we, what we use it for today. Because there's not as much of a need to have fear, I feel. And Evolutionarily speaking, now this is coming from an anthropology major, but evolutionarily speaking, uh, fear is something that it was far more important to our ancestors uh, than it really has been for us in in modern days. Yeah. Um, that that sort of fight or flight reflex is something that we these days get to play around with because it, we you know we're not running from a pack of wolves, right, <laughs> or I mean, a you, saber cat. You, or <laughs> you say you say ancestors. You mean like ancient. Right, Homo habilis yeah. and and Australopithecine sort of an- ancestors. So we're we're going with <laughs> a an evolutionary right sort of thing here. What is fear? When I ask that question, what would your answer be? I I would have to say that it is. I mean, it's by its very nature difficult to define without you know, explaining feelings. How do you define a feeling? But it's a, it's a, um, a feeling of emotional upset. Okay. Uh, that produces chemical reactions in the body that, um, have specific purposes. I don't know. I mean, without rambling, it's an emotional upset meant to prevent danger or bodily harm, uh, that produces, Adrenaline, uh, among other chemicals in the body, to right. trigger a, a chemical, a, a neurological response that um, potentially protects us from the danger or bodily harm. One thing that I don't feel gets talked about as much is that fear is not a specifically human thing. There, I mean, most animals with you know higher thinking functions—dogs, um, yeah. cats, most mammals—a lot of, I mean, even fish show fear responses. Yeah. They may not be as well-defined in fish and in reptiles, but... once again, coming from an anthropological standpoint here, apes, very much most apes feel a very sort of psychological fear. They worry for their family. 
Yeah. They have anxiety. Where fear is not specifically human or sapien. Right. I suppose. Worry, I feel, is. There there are other animals that show they show signs of anxiety. Yeah. But there's no definition to them. That okay, that's fair. There's no there's no chimpanzees and orangutans and gorillas. If you take a family member away, yeah. they will pine for that family member, and it's very specific what they're doing. Right. And, with and a they dog. Will, and they'll show concern <laughs> for those that aren't in their family unit. Right. Um, a, an infant gorilla that's abandoned, yeah. which hardly ever happens, but, you know, hunting and de- deforestation, stuff like that. Gorillas and uh, chimpanzees and orangutans, they all exhibit this if they find... A hurt doesn't even have to be the same species. Yeah, they find a hurt kitten. Yeah, they will develop a bond it. with it. Right, exactly. Right. So worry is kind of a subdued form of fear. It's it's more of a, a rudimentary, prolonged thing. What we're talking about specifically, though, is that instant of there is something that is going to hurt me, mm-hmm. and it is coming after me, and I have two options. I can either run away with my tail between my legs. Or I can punch it in the face. Mm-hmm. That is fight or flight, and that is the basis yeah. of fear. Yes, that I mean, and that is something that every I mean, essentially every creature on the on the planet has. Right. I mean, I don't know about certain varieties of moss or <laughs> <laughs> krill. Do krill fear? I'm, I'm not I sure. I don't know. Like <laughs> segmented worms. Right. Does a platyhelminthus feel fight <laughs> or flight? But I'm going to... I've got a definition here. I've looked it up. This is from the Miller Keene Encyclopedia and Dictionary of Medicine, Nursing, and Allied Health, the seventh edition from 2003. And it says, Fear is the unpleasant emotional state consisting of psychological and psycho psychophysiological responses to a real external threat or danger. Causative factors may include separation from one's support system in a potentially threatening situation, such as hospitalization, diagnostic test or treatment, knowledge deficit or unfamiliarity, language barrier, sensory impairment, or phobic stimulus or phobia. Now, that is a very human-centric definition of fear. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And but it's, even, it's coming from a health more dictionary. so it... So, and perhaps because it's coming from a, a what is essentially a nursing dictionary, it's very centered on fear uh, in within patients. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that makes sense. As as opposed to fear as a phenomenon itself, um, right? But in the brain, when something when a stimuli is presented to a cognizant thing, and that. Stimuli is perceived as threatening physically. Mm-hmm. That is a trigger in the brain to release endorphins and adrenaline mm-hmm. and dopamine. Now, adrenaline and dopamine kind of have a counteracting effect on one another. The adrenaline makes the heart rate go up, makes the blood vessels constrict, and you know, kind of pumps you up, ready to either you know tense your muscles to fight mm-hmm. or to run away. Yes. Dopamine has kind of the opposite effect. It kind of calms your brain down and gives you that slow time feeling. Mm-hmm. It it gives you the the life flashing before your eyes kind of thing. Right, that's dopamine. Yes, 
And yeah. that is the chemical reaction in your brain. Well, and then also the endorphins are released, which is essentially your body's way of suddenly you feel very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's sort of the, it, it, it gives the, you a confidence boost. What's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's, um, it's like a, it's like an analgesic. Yeah. It's your body's, it's your body's natural analgesic. Yeah. You know, uh, it, for those of you who aren't British, that's like an ibuprofen <laughs> or, or a stiff drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it, it, Sort of makes you feel good. <laughs> it numbs your cerebral cortex just enough mm-hmm. to give you that, well, the, the ability to either run away or to fight mm-hmm. and to be not so worried about the giant set of teeth that's coming down at well, your face. Well, not, not so worried about, is this going to hurt? Right. Yeah. The brain is, is so interesting because it can do so many things. If you anticipate pain, things can actually hurt more. Right. Well, it's because your muscles Which, constrict in that location and, and exactly, sets your exactly. nerves off. Um, however, you know, what endorphins do is kind of the opposite of that. It's you're not anticipating the pain. Right. You don't, you, you're disregarding the pain. <laughs> so much to the extent that it can actually reduce pain, fatigue, etc. And it's funny because those chemicals, dopamine and endorphins and uh, adrenaline, are all released not only during fear, but during other pleasurable activities. Yeah, no, I mean, fear is not the only thing that releases those chemicals into your right. body system. Exercising. Exercising does, drinking does, drinking, eating does. Eating, yeah. Watching a movie that you find enjoyable will release those things. All of those release those same chemicals. But they have different psychological effects. Mm -hmm. Uh, Specifically with fear, you are worried for your life, typically. And that's that's the evolutionary route is, you know, caveman hear thunder. Runs into caves so he doesn't get hit by lightning. Yeah. It's so that you don't, you know, get hurt. Now, since we are in... A, a modern age where we don't have to be scared of thunder. We don't have to be scared of dinosaurs eating us. That sort of thing. We have kind of developed a new type of fear. And that's the one around which the American tradition of Halloween revolves. Yes. This new type of fear has to do with the same chemical response in the brain while having a different emotional response. This stems from having the fearful stimulus presented to you in a situation that you know is not dangerous, inherently. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're in the situation, it may seem like you're in danger, but your brain is able to compensate by telling you that you're not going to be hurt. Right. You have time to process that... You know, this, I'm, I'm not going to fall out of the roller coaster. I'm not going to fly off the side of the mountain. Right. I'm not going to be killed by the guy in the costume who's knocking on my door asking for candy for his children. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> we did watch Trick or Treat recently. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Good movie, though. Yes. This is kind of a, uh, it's, it's a big thing. Because for so long in human history, fear has meant danger. Mm -hmm. And therefore, 
it has gained, you know, a supernatural stigma against it. There are a lot of people who are against fearful things. And it's still, it's still, still sort of defined as a negative emotion. Uh, emotion. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you think about fear, I, I like being scared. Right. I don't like being afraid, but I like being scared. Sure. Roller coasters, that, that provides a scare, and I enjoy roller coasters. Getting stranded on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere where there's no streetlights, you don't have a cell phone, your tires are flat, and there's a creepy guy in a pickup truck who is <laughs> telling you you got a pretty mouth, that is being afraid. <laughs> yeah, I don't no. like that. <laughs> yes. And most people are, well, most Americans. Right. We're being very specific about this because, well, first of all, we are American, and second, because that that's the culture that we know. Yeah. I know that there are other cultures where, you know, that this there, type of... There are a lot of other cultures where it's it's acceptable, and there are a lot of cultures where it's not. Right. Well, specifically for America. Mm-hmm. We are able to... Uh, most Americans have these two types of fear Mm -hmm. and can differentiate between them, maybe not consciously, but subconsciously can tell when they are in a a safe location. Um, There is science to to say that the the chemical response in the brain is processed differently Mm -hmm. for different people, which makes perfect sense. No two people have the same emotional response to anything. Yeah. And if, you know... You put two people in an identical situation and have a man in a gorilla suit suddenly jump out of a wall that they thought was not a door. Yeah, right. They're going to react differently. Yeah. I mean, well, which explains why, I suppose, Halloween is such a divided camp. Yeah. I mean, there are people who are all about Halloween. I don't, and I don't know anybody like that. <laughs> but then there are also people who are very much opposed to it. That is very true. And that, I think, has to do, at least in part, to their more negative response to the, the safe, fun kind of fear. Yes. Well, to give, to give a, a, a perfect example, um, I went to a carnival with a friend of mine in high school. And she said, I've only been on one roller coaster and it really scared me. And I said, well, let's get on this roller coaster. And she said, no, you don't understand. It really scared me. I didn't understand that it was truly terrifying to her. Sure. So I, I managed to talk her into getting on the roller coaster with me. Told her, you know, you'll enjoy it. You didn't like it the first time. I mean, she was an, I mean, a teenager when she went on a roller coaster the first time. Yeah. And I said, well, you didn't like it the first time because you'd never been on one. And she accepted that. And she said, okay, well, I, I think I may like like it this time. We got on this thing, and she had a full-blown panic attack, screaming, crying. I felt awful. It didn't even occur to me that she would truly fear it. Right. But she was terrified. I felt awful. They had to stop the ride early to get us off. Wow. I mean, I was was, uh, so upset for her. I mean, she was clearly very upset, (laughs) but I felt... Awful, and you know, so many people gave me this dirty look, like, why would you make your friend do this? It just, it truly never occurred to me that she would have a 
truly negative response when she said it, it scared her. I yeah. thought she meant, you know, it was that uncomfortable the first time. It was uncomfortable the first she wasn't time. Used to and, it. and but she knows it's safe. She survived the first. I mean, obviously she survived the first roller coaster. Why <laughs> would she not think it's safe? I don't know, but she was terrified. Wow. And it was it was awful. And it wasn't even like a real roller coaster. It was like one of those like tilt a whirl things. <laughs> <laughs> those things are scary. No, no, no. Not the ones where you're standing up. Yeah, no. Even even so, like the egg beaters? Yeah, it was like an egg beater. Yeah, no, thing. those things are terrifying. I don't like carnivals anyway. They always seem rickety to me. I don't like carnivals oh, because the people usually no, creep me out. We'll get into phobias later. <laughs> <laughs> Carnies by themselves are, are a phobia. Got little but. hands, smell like cabbage. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's from Austin Powers. Anyway. <laughs> where, where were we? Well, we were there, talking there about different how different... responses. Right, there are different responses. And let's... Uh, there, I have an article up right here, right now. It is on theatlantic.com in their health archive. And it's, it's talking about the, the different emotional and psychological effects of, you know, thrill seekers. There's some people who are all about jumping out of airplanes. There are some people who would literally die just being in the airplane. I am all about jumping out of an airplane. I would totally jump out of an airplane. I'm a, I'm a jumper. <laughs> we, I think we've already established that you and I are perfectly okay with that yes. fun fear. Yes. Which I think is what we'll call it from now on. Fun fear. Fun fear. Fun fear. I like it. But this article by Allegra Ringo was written on October 31st, appropriate, 2013. Uh-huh. And she likens it to the different response to, like, drugs. Okay. Medications and recreational drugs. Mm-hmm. People's brains have different responses to them and produce different effects. Don't do drugs. No, don't do not do that. <laughs> we don't. We don't approve of that. We we don't approve of experimenting with that. <laughs> we approve of fun fear. Yes. <laughs> Experiment with fear, not dr- do fear, not drugs. Even that sounds bad. That that sounds awful. That's not our slogan. We are not your role models. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about what fear is psychologically and chemically and emotionally. I want to talk about what fear is to you. To me. To you. What is your fear? What do you fear? What is your fun fear? Okay. And what is your scary fear? I, I like jump scares. Uh-huh. Um, you know, when you're, when you're watching a movie and something happens and suddenly there's loud music and something pops out and you, you know, jolt. Your, my, my body jolts. And I enjoy yeah. that sort of sudden... Heart jumping up into your throat. Yes. Yes. That that is definitely a fun fear. Roller coasters are a fun fear. Um, I I enjoy a good psychological thriller. Of uh-huh. course, I feel like that's a fun fear to to really not know what's going on. You know, who sure. done it kind of thing. Yeah. I like that. Fear fears for me. I don't care for dolls. <laughs> dolls are creepy. Dolls are creepy, like China dolls. Yeah, they're creepy. Yeah, it, not just in the movies. I mean, in real life, they are creepy. Um, I don't care, uh, well, for the same thing that you don't care for, which we'll get to in a second. Uh Uh-huh. Don't care for those. I guess my, I guess my biggest fear as in phobia, I'm not sure this is well-founded, but 
terrified of cockroaches. Right. It's called catsaridophobia, which is a mouthful. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's fear of cockroaches. I don't. I don't like them. And I'm going to stop saying uh, their wretched, wretched name now. Um, but no, as far as fears, <laughs> we don't speak their name. <laughs> as far as as fears, things that make me fearful, uh, not in an enjoyable way. You know, when you're when you're driving along, and you see an ambulance, and you think, I I hope that I don't know someone involved in the accident. I hope no one is hurt. Yeah. You know, when you're, when you hydroplane a little on the road and, and you think, you know, God, what if we'd hit a tree? Yeah. That kind of fear, sort of an everyday fear. Um, also Stabby Joe, our neighbor. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm pretty afraid of him. Yeah, no, he's, he's a weird guy. So on, on my end, my fun fears. Uh huh. I really enjoy, I love scary movies. Of course. We all know. Just because they they get under my skin and, you know, they kind of make me feel like something's a little off. But Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, it's a movie. I'm sitting in my living room. There's nothing that's going to come out of the TV and get me. This is not the ring. (laughs) Seven days. (laughs) But I also love haunted houses. I I love thrill-seeking stuff. Climbing, like rock climbing, yes. is fun yes. because you know you're going up a vertical wall, and you, all you've got between you and a thirty foot drop is a three quarter inch rope. Mm-hmm. To some people, that could be gut wrenching, but I love it. It it gives me an adrenaline rush. Yeah, and well, I'm the same way. It's that um, that feeling when you when you reach for that hold that is. Just out of reach, and uh-huh. you're not sure if you're going to make it, so you kind of have to jump a little. I but, know. But your your feet aren't really in a solid position, and your other hand's just useless. It's it's just holding you steady. It's holding you against the wall. Uh-huh. So you, you reach, and, and you, your stomach makes that... that uh-huh. <laughs> like going over a bump in your car. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. that's, 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 that's a good kind of that's fear a for good me. I love that. that. Yeah, it's a good feeling. My not-fun fear. <laughs> I have a lot of worry type fears. Yeah. My I've inherited that from my mother's side and it's kind of been passed on to me. There's a lot of those little I worry about my family. I worry about yes. my finances. And those are, you know, kind of underlying fears that that pick at me every so often. Yes. Uh sometimes more than I like. But there are other things that 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 get me. Uh th- this morning you and I had a, a fearful experience. Yes. It was raining. We were driving on our way to work. We have to commute about half an hour to get to work. And I was going onto an, I was, I was on an on ramp onto the highway. And it's one of those where the lane that's oncoming is one lane. And then the on ramp turns into a second lane and it keeps going as a two lane. Mm-hmm. These two roads, these two one lane roads merge. Well, on the other side, there was a big honking semi truck. Mm-hmm. And we were coming in about dead even. I came in under his blind spot. He starts coming over into my lane and shoves me onto the rumble strip. And I have to kind of honk and throw the car. It doesn't help that while this was going on, I've just recently gotten my car worked on, got the tires changed out, and something happened. And I got up to 55 miles an hour, and the back of my car starts jiggling around like it's about to shake apart. Mm-hmm. So that's going on. 
I have a semi bearing down on my driver's side, and there's a car and your in wife in the passenger seat and going, like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" Yeah, it was terrifying. <laughs> it was and not it was in very a good scary. way. I was scared for my life there for a second. Mm-hmm. That's not the good scary. That's no. not the scary that I like to I like to experience. And um, those kind of things don't happen often. Those fearful situations right. don't happen often. But when they do, not fun. So aside from those random everyday occurrences causing bad fear, mm-hmm. uh, you talked about a couple of your phobias. I'll talk about a couple of a couple of mine. Um, I am colrophobic. Which, for those of you who are unaware, that is fear of clowns. Mm-hmm. There are some traumatic flashbulb moments in my past that have caused that. I can think of a couple. Well, we we may get into that at some point in the future in a different podcast. But as for right now, we'll leave it at that. Clowns, no good. Uh, <laughs> I've also recently, for no reason out of the blue have developed a fear of revolving doors? (laughs) I don't know where it's come from. And I do not encounter revolving doors regularly at all. But the past couple of times that I've been around one, it has made me have, like, almost an anxiety attack. Yeah. Just watching it. I didn't even have to go through it. Just watching the thing go around and watching people go in and out has... Made me feel fearful, and I don't know where that's come from. That's very unusual. Well, the the phobia itself is not terribly unusual, but I don't even know if it has a name. It's one I'll have to look up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure it Fear does. Of revolving doors. Yeah. So we—that's about time. We've we've talked a lot about where fear comes from and what it does to us, and mm-hmm. you know, some about why we enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Next time, we're going to talk about experiencing fun fear. We're going to go into the world of haunts, Mm -hmm. uh, haunted houses and spooky trails and that kind of fun Halloween attraction. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll talk about some of the ones that are here in North Carolina, some of the ones that we are going to be visiting in Mm -hmm. the very near future, and we'll talk about some of the more famous ones all over the United States. Sounds like a plan. One day we'll get to go to all of them. One day. One day, when we win the lottery. Hmm. Uh, anyway. <laughs> we need to start buying lottery tickets. <laughs> you mean you can't win if you don't buy a ticket? Someone told me that. I, I feel like it's true. Oh, that's dumb. I read it online. It has to be true. Abraham Lincoln says. Uh-huh. <laughs> Until then, please follow us on Facebook. We are at facebook.com slash Always. Right, and we always welcome questions and comments. Uh, you can also email us at allhallowsalways at gmail.com. Also, follow all of our happenings on irrelevantbutawesome.blogspot.com. That is where we keep up with all of our nerdy interests that are outside of the realm of Halloween. <laughs> and we also have a Twitter. Check us out, at allhallowalways. We dropped the S for Space saving. We also have a sister podcast that you should check out if you're into wrestling. It's called Classy Ring Attire. Another IBA production. Mm -hmm. Until next time, have a good night. And happy Halloween. All Hallows Always, an irrelevant but awesome production.
This thingy makes noise. Yes, yes, it does. 